Do you need passion in your business to be successful? Heck yeah. You got to be passionate. You can't hate it. If you hate what you do, you might make a check, but you'll, you'll never, it'll never turn into anything magical. You'll never make an impact on the world. You won't leave a legacy. You'll make a paycheck. At the end of your life, you want to go, hey, I made a paycheck. Welcome to the Dean Graziosi Show. All success starts right here. I want to kind of combine um, the, the thought process of winter is coming. So, so think about this. Um, I got that phrase from my buddy Tony. People use it before. Tony Robbins uses that a lot. Winter is coming, meaning we've had a long run here in the stock market, haven't we, in the economy. We've had this nine-year run, the real estate market, the stock market, job, you know, job rate is the lowest unemployment we've had in, what, 30 years? I mean, it's, it's an amazing run, and, and I am not a doomsday uh, or a naysayer or telling you the economy is going to crash. I hope the economy stays this way for the next 30 years, but it could shift, right? We, if you look at history, it goes up and down and up and down, and I, I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't prepare you in case winter comes. We've had spring, summer, and I think we're in fall, and, but it doesn't matter. What I'm training today, what I'm going to share with you today has no correlation whether the market goes down or goes up, but it's where the economy goes up or down, but it's in direct relationship to the companies I see that thrive, strive, uh, and scale no matter what the economy is doing. So I'm going to share a story. This weekend, this past weekend, um, and again, it's all going to anchor back to how I want you to become bulletproof in starting a business, scaling a business, scaling your life, getting a promotion, whatever it is, you're here for a reason. You desire another level of life. You desire to tap into your full potential. You desire more, right? So I want to give you the anchor, the strategies, the core to develop that more. Not the magic money machine, the anchor. So um, so I'm going to back up. This weekend, I uh, this previous weekend, I was on a secret mastermind that no one else knew about except for our group of people. And I was there with people that are in my world, people that are amazing human beings who, who really spend their lives trying to make an impact on the world, to give people the tools. And when I say that, because there's a lot of ads online, right? There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of advertising, a lot of marketing. You see that all over, but who are the real deal? Like, who's the real deal? Who's the players that are in the game? Yes, to create a thriving company. Don't get me wrong. It's not all people doing donations. They want to create a thriving company while simultaneously bringing the world up with them. So I was with my buddy, Brendan Burchard. Uh, these are all my dear friends. Trent Shelton, Lewis Howes, uh, Tom Bilyeu, uh, Russell Brunson, um, my buddy Ethan Willis, uh, Anthony Trucks, all, all these amazing influencers who have a huge heart but have also impacted the world in ways of, of selling millions of books combined, touching the lives of millions of people, uh, YouTube views. I mean, between uh, Brendan and, and uh, um, Trent Shelton, I mean, these, those two guys, hundreds of millions of views on their videos on YouTube alone. These guys are impacting the world and they're great guys. And combined, we've done billions of dollars of sales. So for me, masterminds are being a part of a group, like being a part of Inner Circle, masterminds. That is the gateway to your next level. What you're doing here right now in this moment 
is the thing that every one of those people I just mentioned do on a regular basis. We learn from other people. We learn from people playing the game at a higher level than us. We know that your own trial and error is the stupidest way on the planet to learn. So we get together and, oh my God, it's mind-blowing because you, you, I share my biggest breakthrough and then Trent does and then Brendan does and then, you know, Anthony Trucks does and then Tom Billu does and then Tom or somebody will bring up, yeah, but I'm, I'm struggling here. Go, oh, I fixed that. Here's how I did it. And all of a sudden, exponential growth. Boosh, 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 boosh. Unbelievable. I'm going to share something else too in a moment about that entire group that'll show you why we're no different than you in any way possible. Nothing, and I, if you know me, you know I never claim to be. I don't put myself on a different status. We just had some different breakthroughs, right? So I'm going to inspire you on a massive scale because of that group. But I want to tell you a story. So we mastermind in Iowa, uh, uh, Idaho. We landed, I, I'm sorry, I was thinking two things. We live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And then we took helicopters over the mountain to Idaho and went fishing. We went trout fishing. We went to a trout ranch. And it was so unbelievable because we're in this perfect weather up in the mountains. So we'd fish in the morning. We'd go hiking in the morning. We'd go canoeing in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we'd mastermind, right? So I'm trying to give you the picture. I wish I, I should show you some pictures. If you look at my Instagram, there might be still some up. Um, but anyway... So we're having this amazing mastermind. And the first day, uh, we, the second day, we're going to do fishing in the morning and then mastermind at, in the afternoon. So we pair up in twos to do a fishing contest. There's eight different spots where people are fishing, okay? So picture, you know, there's a stream coming off the mountain, a spring-fed stream coming off this massively gorgeous mountain, comes down through the valley, and there's different pockets where you can fish. So there's eight sections, eight spots. So now all of us pair up into twos. So 16 people total. We get into twos. I was with Lewis Howes. If you don't know Lewis, great guy. So he's my partner. So we start fishing, and hole one, we start on hole three. Everybody, it's like a golf match. We're all starting on different holes, right? And we, we get on different holes, and in the beginning of the day, I realize the fish aren't really biting. The first hole, fishing hole we go to, we're doing fly rods. So some of the guys don't know how to use fly rods. Some of them do. I grew up fly fishing uh, when I was a kid. My grandpa, my grandpa taught me. So we're fly fishing, and some of the guys are learning. Lewis learned really fast, and, and we're going. And no fish in the first hole, and I don't hear anybody else catching fish. So every 20 minutes, they blow a whistle, and you go from the hole you're at, and you go to the next one. So you can see the cool competition. Now, I want to give you the ingredients for success. We all had the same fishing rods. We all had the same flies on the end of our rods. We all fished in the same fishing holes. But start thinking about some of the ingredients that make you successful. This is the part that will keep you safe no matter if winter comes or not, the economy changes or not, the stock market crashes, real estate. These are the types of things that make companies thrive in winter. So think about everybody's fishing with all, everyone's equal, right? There's no one, like same fishing hole, same fishing bait, same rods, same time of day. So we go to the first one, fish aren't really biting that much and everybody's throwing in the rods. Now, what I have does not make me better than any of those people there, but what I had particularly is I fished as a kid but didn't fish for like 20 years. And then, but a couple of things. Fishing reminds me of my grandfather. 
So I was a little passionate. My grandfather was one of the most amazing people in my life. He, he died when I was 11, but he taught me so many things before 11. Fishing, hunting, all this great stuff. Um, and, and being a good man. He taught me that by the time I, uh, I was 11. And he passed away. So I have a little bit of passion. Do you need passion in your business to be successful? Heck yeah. You got to be passionate. You can't hate it. If you hate what you do, you might make a check, but you'll, you'll never, it'll never turn into anything magical. You never make an impact on the world. You won't leave a legacy. You'll make a paycheck. At the end of your life, you want to go, hey, I made a paycheck, but I didn't do anything that filled my heart. So find a way. Passion might not be the best word. Your desire, your why, whatever word you want to use. But I was passionate about getting better because it reminded me of being a kid with my grandpa. I had a desire to get better because of that. And I really like fishing. It kind of it just lights me up. Like my phone didn't work there on the ranch. It was amazing. The only thing I could focus on was crystal clear water coming out of a mountain and pools and circles and, and streams and, and casting the fly rod and having it lay in the perfect spot and watching a trout come up and make sure you stick it. It's beautiful. And when we're done, we throw the fish back. Not one fish was hurt during this game. Okay? So the other thing too is I had a goal. I'm really competitive. I pretend like I'm not, but I'm super competitive. I really like to win. I don't kind of like to win. I love to win. So now you're thinking, what has this got to do with me, Dean? I appreciate your trout fishing story. So do you need a strong passion? We talked about that. How about a desire? Of course. And you got to like what you do. And is a goal. And attaching to goals, if you're a little uh, or a lot um, uh, competitive in a, in a confident way and in a secure way, not a cocky way. Not, I, I would never be like, look, I'm winning. I didn't say a word to anyone. But here's what I want to tell you. When the economy changes, when the, the company's not working, when you tried the marketing, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, produce sales. When you try to get your friends to invest in you, you try to get the first real estate deal and it doesn't work. What most people do is continue to do the same shit over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Isn't that the definition of insanity? So because I had more passion probably than anyone there, because I had a desire and a feeling, it reminded me of my grandpa being a kid. What I started to do, I want you to think about this, I started to recognize what was working and what didn't. Remember, we had the same fishing hole, we had the same stream, same fish that were in that, in that stream, same rods, same bait. But what I started to realize is that by hole three or four, nobody was really catching anything. And it was like, ah, they're not biting. But I'm like, no, there's got to be something different. So I started to realize that when I walked up to the fishing hole, even though the sun reflected and I really couldn't see the fish, sometimes I could, sometimes I couldn't, they could see me because when I had the right glasses on at the right angle and I walked up, I could see the fish scatter. I was like, wow, I look down in a big pool and there's big trout in there like this. They see me and they take off. I'm like, wow, trout are supposed to be the hardest fish to catch. They could see me. What if they didn't see me? So I started learning that. So I started finding ways to hide. I started crawling up to the hole. I started standing behind trees. I started using the fly rod way far back and landing it before they saw me. I also realized <coughs> that when the, tra when the stream was coming, if there was a rock or a log and the water would, say there's a rock and it would come down and the water would go around and circle, 
I could see other bugs and stuff circulating there. I'm like, what a perfect spot for a trout. But if you cast right on it while they're looking at you, you can't see them, nothing but. I watched guys cast there. But what I was doing is going way back and casting upstream and letting my fly float around the rock. Boom, I'd get a hit, right? So I start, so think about that. In business, is it like this trout fishing? So many people will try something, tried the Facebook ad, tried the business, tried to call on a real estate deal, tried Amazon, and it's not working. And so many times we'll just do the same thing over and over. My buddies, because they didn't care about it, some of them, some of them did. My buddies, some of them didn't care. They were just doing the same thing over and over. Nothing. Go to the next hole. Nothing. Ah, the fish aren't biting. I refuse to believe that the fish weren't biting. I'm just telling you, it doesn't make me any better. I had desire, passion, and a goal, and I'm competitive. So I had a desire to learn. Do you see the difference of just saying, I've tried it, it's not working, compared to a desire and a passion? I was obsessing. I did not believe the fish weren't biting. Even one of the guides go, wow, it's a flat day today. It must be too warm today. They're staying low. They're not feeding. I would not believe that. Just like when people tell me that you can't sell books online anymore. And I've sold over 350,000 of millionaire success habits. I had a desire. I had a passion. I had a goal. I'm competitive. I love when people tell me I can't. I love when it doesn't work for other people. I love to find the things that are working and compound the things that are working and stop doing the things that you're not, that don't work. Are you doing that in your life, with your relationship, with your business, with your company? Are you compounding the things that work and are you diminishing the things that don't? Or are you just doing the same thing over and over again in a hypnotic rhythm, waiting for one day where it magically works? In most cases, it won't. So when the economy changes, if you keep doing the same thing, that's the companies that go out. It worked on the way up and you keep doing the same thing on the way down, it's not going to be. But when you constantly are testing, tweaking, trying, putting the hook out there, waiting for it to come back, all of a sudden you start learning, you start growing, you start figuring out what's working. So now we're almost to the end of the day. I've caught, I've caught quite a few fish, I think more than everybody else. But now I'm on like the seventh out of eighth hole. And she said, we get to the, that hole and there's a guide there and she's an awesome lady and she's like, this hole's a little tough today. I, I don't think the fish are biting here today. And I had already learned a lot and I caught two monster fish out of this. I realized that, another thing, I realized that when the fly lands on the water, it's when they're the most excited. It lands, they see it. Some of them are just like impulsive buyers. Let's just call them impulsive buyers, these trout. As soon as the fly lands, they're after it right away. And a lot of times that was happening. I was watching the other guys. They'd land, a fish would come up, and then they'd start fishing. You have to be ready the second it hits. So what I realized is if I could fly, catch the fly rod and land it in the perfect spot, as soon as it lands, first little bubble, not a hard pull, a little tug. All right, so now I'm on the final hole. This final hole is gorgeous. The most fish anybody caught out of that hole for the prior days, each time a new team would go there, was one. So I get to this last hole, and by the time I get to the last hole, that's eight holes, I had learned that you can't walk up on it. If you walk up, they all see you, and they move away. You can't walk up on them, so I'm not walking up on them. I learned that if you cast way upstream and let the fly run down the stream like a normal fly and it goes around a rock or a log or something, a current, and it gets in this slow spot, 
There's a trout there almost every time and he's gonna hit it immediately and you gotta be ready because trout are so smart. I realize that when they bite, if they taste the metal, they'll spit it out. So if, if they bite and spit it out and then you pull, you miss it, you pull air. So what I realized is I had to keep the line taut, right? So if I had slack and I pulled it, what happens? I pull the slack in. So now I learned that if it's taut and it goes around the thing, as soon as I feel a tug, dink, a little tug, I get the fish. I realized that as soon as I land it, <coughs> in more of a flat area. As soon as I land and, and something comes, I got to pull right away. I also learned that in certain areas, I could see the fish. If I got at the right angle with my sunglasses on, I could see if one was coming up. And a lot of trout will come up, open their mouth, literally take a fly. They open their mouth and they go like this and they don't even bite it ever. Maybe they hit the string, right? So what I realized, if I could see that, as soon as they got here, if I gave it a tug, I'd hook them. Long story short, the last hole... No more than one trout was caught out of that hole. I caught 12 trout in that last hole. And I'm going to show you a picture here in a little bit. Now, what does that lesson mean? Are you guys, tell me if you're getting the lesson of business, the lesson of handling a turned economy, a turned stock market, a turned real estate market, is most people get in a hypnotic rhythm. They get in a groove. A lot of my buddies who didn't give two shits about fishing, right? They were there for the mastermind and they, they enjoyed the outside but not fishing. What they did is they took the fly rod, they put the fly out, reeled it in, nothing. Put it back out there. Reeled it in, nothing. Twelve different holes. And some of them caught one or two fish all day. I caught 27. But the first three holes I barely caught. Any, the first, one, two, and three, I caught one fish between hole one, two, and three. But the bait didn't change. The fish didn't change. The rod didn't change. What I was doing, and I'm pounding this into your head, because if what you're doing is not working, it's like hitting your thumb with a hammer over and over and going, wow, it hurts every time I hit it. But you keep hitting it. If you're running your relationship, your business, the new business you want to start, you're trying something that maybe somebody told you would work, and you're trying and trying, it's not working. I want you to be consciously aware. I want you to think of this fishing story for the rest of your life. Because fishing on Facebook, fishing on Instagram, fishing in retail, fishing in direct mail, fishing in outbound phone calls, fishing in retail on the side of the street, it's all fishing. What is the hook? I knew what bait to use, but the bait wasn't enough. So if the bait's not enough, what other marketing do you have to do? What do you have to figure out like I did? I was finding out that just casting it, I found out that me walking up to the stream didn't work. It was scaring the fish. So I never walked up, but I realized if I hid and kneeled, I'd get more. So what I did more of is crawling and kneeling. The guys are making fun of me, literally because I'm like hiding, fishing, but I'm catching the fish. And they're like, that looked silly, but he's catching and I'm actually... They were fishing, I was catching, okay? So what are you doing that you're still walking up to the stream scaring the fish away? What are you still doing leaving slack in the line and every time a fish bites you miss it and go, oh, why did I miss that one? Because you didn't realize that leaving slack in the line is wrong, do less of that. Leaving the line taut is get you more fish, do more of it. I say this because... Sometimes business, if you're not where you want to be in your own business, if you're not where you want to be with the income you want, the connections you have, the, the freedom that you have, sometimes we'll blame a million things or we'll think it's this bigger thing that you're unaware of. And a lot of times it's not. A lot of times it's our habits. Oh, it's a millionaire success. A lot of times it's our habits. 
It's what we're doing on a steady basis. It's not altering, it's not adjusting, it's not maneuvering. Listen, I am working nonstop always to get people to get my book. I am, I market obsessively, obsessively. You know why? We have over 350,000 books have been shipped and put in people's hands. Go online and try to find, if you read my book, you know what I'm talking about. You can't find someone who read my book who doesn't say it's amazing. You'll find people that say, ah, you're a loser, you're trying to sell a book, it's not really free, it's probably shit, what's it better than any other book, or you don't need a book to make money. Like, I hear all that stuff, I'm thick-skinned. Now, if I was, people were reading it and going, oh my God, I read your book, it's horrible, I would take that, I wouldn't take it personal, I would take it and go find out how I can make it better. But I market nonstop, and I'll, I'll create an ad. Maybe you've seen an ad where I'm standing in front of my house in New York, the house I grew up in as a kid that had no heat except for our little, you know, little bathroom. We had electric heater, but not heat in the whole house. I'll do whatever it takes. But like that ad, it was unbelievable. I mean, I think it's at 15 million views for that ad. And then all of a sudden that ad just dies, and that's not working anymore. And then i got to try something else. Then I'll go teach... Uh, Teach for a 15-minute video. I am never ending creating new content, new videos, and new ways to market to attract people to an amazing book because I know they could change your life. So many times, maybe you, if you want to start a business, have a business that's running, you get so passionate about what you want to create and what you want to sell or what you want to put in people's life that... You don't obsess on the taut line. You don't obsess on sneaking up to the hole. You don't obsess of realizing that when you first land the hook is the best time to catch the fish. You don't realize that the fish almost do and they back away. That's the time to hook them. If you're not looking at that in your business and doing more of that and less of the shit that doesn't work, that's when you feel like, oh, other people get successful. How did they get lucky? That's when you feel envy. That's when you feel jealous of other people. It's like, how'd they get rich? I did the same exact thing. No, you didn't. Listen to me. I'm using this silly fishing analogy because we all, everybody that was on that trip was an A player badass. I am no smarter, probably a lot less smart than most of the people in that group. All powerful, all changing the world, best-selling authors, touching lives of millions of people, smart as heck. We are all equal. The only difference was I had a passion, I had a desire, I had a goal. I was competitive because fishing was something I did as a kid and I obsessed just like in my business. Do, 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 do. This is working. Do, do, do. That's not. Less of this, more of this. Is this sinking in? Give me a, give me a yes or a thumbs up if this is sinking in and you're understanding this. And it, or if you recognize it in your, um, if you recognize it in your life. Do you recognize that you're doing this in your life? Where do you need to think of this fishing story and start recognizing some of the shit you're doing is not working? And think about it in your own life. Right? Think about this in your own life. What are you doing in your own life that's not working? Hanging out with a couple negative friends that always bring you down. Going to grab cocktails at 5 o'clock on a Friday, but you end up drinking too long. and Man, you waste the whole day Saturday because you're hungover. You're in a relationship that you're not fixing and you're not leaving. You're just in a freaking hypnotic rhythm of, of, a, of a shit relationship, for back, lack of a better word, because you don't have the desire or you're not, you're not putting the effort in to make it great and, and get the right help and the counseling, but you're not willing to have the, the nerve to leave it, so you're just kind of hovering. What the hell are you doing this for? Why are you watching me? Life's too short. At the end of our lives, are we going to say, I'm glad I just fished and just put it out there and I caught a fish once in a while? No, you want to catch. You want Listen, here's the difference. I had the most amazing experience fishing. Some of the guys were like, ah, it's kind of boring because they were fishing. They weren't catching. I was pulling in big trout every, every three minutes. I'm like, oh, fish on. And people were like, what the hell? 
Everybody asked what bait I had. Everybody asked what was different. You know. Okay, there's another analogy I shared. We mastermind. Um, uh, we had a mastermind every day, right? Amazing. Oh my God. If you're not in a mastermind, get in it. If you're part of DIC, fantastic. You should be. Um, uh, um, if you're part of my real estate mastermind, you know what we do. It's like you're in a group of smart people getting smarter. So I'm in the mastermind. And how I use this analogy, and I shared it with my buddy Russell Brunson, who owns ClickFunnels. Great guy, smart as heck. And he ended up doing a podcast on it, and it was cool. Um, I said it off the cuff, but it really is something special. Is if you're a comedian, tell me it wouldn't be great to, to do an act at uh, Madison Square Garden in front of 50,000 people. New York City, hottest city in the world. Madison Square Garden, legendary. And you sell it out and people fall on the floor laughing your entire gig. Tell me that wouldn't be your dream if you're a comedian. A comedian will tour the country for a year, go into little dive places, comedian stores all over the country. They'll stop here in Tempe, Arizona, in Scottsdale, Arizona, and they'll go down to Chandler, and then they'll go over to New Mexico, and then up to Nevada and Utah, and circle back around to California, hitting all these little spots. So say you got an hour and a half of jokes, and there's three kinds of jokes, right? There's, oh, that's funny. And then there's laugh, belly laugh. And then there's the laugh so hard, plug your ears, fall on the floor, your stomach hurts. When I was a kid, the first time I saw Eddie Murphy, it was so vulgar um, when he had the purple suit on. No, no, the red suit. Red suit. I think it was called, no, raw was the purple suit. It doesn't matter. Red leather out for delirious, I think it was. I watched it. It was so, like, perf- like, like, terrible but hysterical I was laughing so hard that I remember being on the floor and I was laughing so hard that I was holding my ears because I couldn't catch my breath I couldn't hear another word of it and it was like an hour and a half of that how did you get there it's because comedians will go around the world or around the country sometimes around the world and if they have an hour and a half of jokes some of them get that fall on the floor laugh cry some of them get good laughs some of them get hardly any laughs so what happens is they go to here and go oh wow that one skit on you know my mama didn't work. Either tweak it, throw it out, and try something new. Next place. Oh, I got a little more of the belly laughs. A lot more of the fall on the floor. And all of a sudden, over a year, what starts happening? You purge out all the jokes that are like, a, let's say a level one, two, and three. Three is on the floor, can't breathe. One's an okay laugh. You purge out all the ones right away. And you either fix them or throw them away and replace them and replace them. And then all of a sudden you got twos and threes. You got belly laugh and fall on the floor. Now you start really fine tuning it and you have fall on the floor and less belly laughs. And all of a sudden when you got all belly laughs, all the entire time people can't breathe, you sell out Madison Square Garden and you make everybody laugh for an hour and a half. In our businesses though, are we doing that? In our lives, are we doing that? Are we testing what works? Keeping what does and throwing the rest of the way. Is that anything different than the fishing story? When people see a comedian sell out Madison Square Garden, that guy fished and tried all the things that didn't work. Or that woman fished, tried all the things that didn't work and threw them away. Found the things that did and did more of it. Sometimes the answer is much simpler than you think. You might come to watch me looking for some profound answer, some magical tool to get wealthy, some, some magical breakthrough. And I hope I show you sometimes... It's so much more simple than you think. Now, I'm not saying you go do this tomorrow and you're rich overnight. Life gets better immediately. But this is what successful people do. This is how successful people strive. It's how 
they thrive. It's how they scale their businesses. So I'm there with Lewis Howes, Brendan Bouchard, Trent Shelton, Russell Brunson, Anthony Trucks, um, all kinds of amazing people, all kinds of amazing people. Um, and I'm, I'm, we're masterminding, and I'm looking around, and I'm literally thinking about myself and how I could take what I learned there and give it to you guys, right? I mean, that's what you pay me for. That's why you're here. You want speed. You're paying for speed. I, I cut checks all the time for speed. I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on my own education. I don't want to learn on my own if someone already figured it out. And that's why you're here. You're smart enough to cut me a check. Um, um, but I was looking around, and I realized I wished the whole world, I wish all of you could have seen a camera when we got vulnerable, when we talked about our insecurities. We talked about how most of us are introverts. We're great on camera, great on stage, get us in a crowd. I don't want to network. I, I'm an introvert. I, I, like when my like kids' parties and all the parents are there and I don't know them, my God, I'm, I'm like nervous in my stomach. Maybe you don't think that. Like Not insecure, just like, like I, I, I'll go play with all the kids. I'd rather not talk to adults and people, especially if I don't know who they are. It's easy for me to talk to a group like this uh, it's easy to talk because you guys were all bigger future, bigger mindset. We're not just dreamers. We're dreamers who ga gain capabilities and want to go for it. I have a hard time talking to people who are really structured and, and, and think that their way is the only way or college and job is the only way. I don't dog that in any way, but that's not my path. And when I have people that'll say, well, you know, you got a lucky entrepreneur, you crazy entrepreneurs. It's like, no, entrepreneurs are what made this country, what made this world. Visionaries who had the balls, for lack of a better word, to go for it are the ones that change this world. They're the ones they build statues of, not critics. So like I hide. So we were talking about, and, and Russell Brunson, massive introvert and has a hard time talking about his feelings. We got him to open up and I could see him being uncomfortable. This is a guy that if you ever watch him, he's amazing on camera, inspires the world, but introverted, a um, little scared. We talked about not feeling significant. Like the money came, but it didn't solve the fact that I feel inferior to other people or that I'm not getting the recognition that I wanted from my family. Things that you would never imagine. People talking about how their family didn't believe them and they don't talk to them. These are people massively successful, changing the world. And what I realized more than ever before is that we're all flawed. We all screw up, including me. But the ones who make it don't give up and don't listen to the other people. As simple as that sounds, and you've heard it, when I listened to Lewis Howes and how he failed and then succeeded, I listened to Trent Shelton, who played uh, for the Broncos under Peyton Manning, and he played football since he was five years old, and all of a sudden he gets cut from professional football, ready to kill himself, starts doing drugs, bad behavior, doing all kinds of crazy shit because his significance is gone. There was only football, and there's nothing left. And then all of a sudden... His dear friend kills himself because he's in the same experience and it changed and flipped his whole life and he never wanted that to happen to another human being, another person feeling that. He wanted to share his pain. He wanted to share that you could rebuild and while he was sharing his pain, people started resonating with him and all of a sudden now six million people follow him, not because he was perfect, not because he went to the perfect college, not because he came from the perfect amount of money and had no flaws. He was completely flawed. I mean, during this bad time, he got his girlfriend pregnant and, and didn't even you know, they weren't together, he's with somebody else, and all of a sudden when he comes out of this funk, he goes back and marries that amazing woman and has a second baby with her, like rebirth. 
And everybody had a rebirth story. Everybody had this transformation. Every one of us failed. Every one of us has insecurities. Every one of us had to overcome obstacles. And I'm sitting there going, wow, the world needs to see this. Because from the outside, you think, oh, it went easier for them. They don't know what I'm dealing with. There was divorce. There was tragedies. There was deaths. There was bankruptcies. Insecurity, feeling inferior, getting all the money and thinking that would solve the problem. And it didn't. They had to work on themselves. I hope I can transfer that a little bit to you today, to give you some faith to realize it doesn't matter where you are. It matters what you want. It matters how deep the why is, the passion for it. Start looking at anything you spend money on, including with me, start looking at it as an ROI. And not just a return on your investment financially. Does what I'm sharing today shift your thinking so you create new friends in your life, fix your relationship? Start the path towards your new journey. Start thinking of a return on time. Are you getting time back from things you learn? An investment, relationships, time, return on relationships. That's what we're here for. Okay, Jessica wrote, at what point in biz do you hire people to help accomplish everything? How much do you pay them? Great question. You know what? I think most people, when you're a business this big and you want to go to the next level, you're thinking of hiring people with the right capabilities, the right knowledge, the right resume, the right school, and that's all good stuff. But in my experience of being business in business for 30 years and where I'm at in my life right now, I would say if you're ready for the next hire, the first thing you should do is allow you to work more on your unique ability, the thing that started your business in the first place. You are the driver. You are the passion. You are the one with the goal. You're the one that's competitive. The same stuff from why I won fishing, right? So what I would say is hire someone based on the same values you have. If you value good work ethic, if you value someone who works on their own personal development, if you value someone who's competitive, if you value someone who writes goals down, if that's what you value, I would, my first hire, and this is, I'm winging it, but I'm usually right on this one. My first hire would be an amazing assistant with the same values as you that can see your vision, can see where you want to go, and that assistant takes 60% of the stuff you do that doesn't move the needle, that doesn't make you more money, that doesn't push the envelope, that doesn't allow you to be in your unique ability, take all that crap off your plate. Take off your plate, I don't care, picking up your dry cleaning, going to the store, grocery shopping, cleaning the house, and then in your business, if you're running to getting supplies, like take off all the crap that doesn't move the needle, give it to a badass assistant, and then all of a sudden, 60% of your time opens up for the vision and the motive, motivation to move your business. And then after that, that's when you can start bringing in strategic people. That's my, that's my suggestion to you. Okay, Jared wrote, having trouble in biz. This is Jared. How do you find the next thing to pursue when you can't go out and play to find a new passion? Okay, so Jared, I think... I, I, this, that's a hard, it's a, like a 30,000 foot question, so I, I, could, I could answer it wrong, but this will help you. In today's world, especially with social media, everybody has access to advertise. I said before uh, to Cynthia, Facebook advertising, everybody kind of knows that, right? So there's so many opportunities out there. Get rich in five minutes doing this and do it from home, do it in your sleep, do it when you're, you know, on vacation, like all these amazing uh, claims, big claims, I should say. And it gets confusing. Like all these people are making money. What do I do? And that's why I'm obsessed with 
my inner circle, my book, my courses, my programs, because what I realize, especially at this age, is you're going to go from opportunity to opportunity to opportunity thinking the next one will be the thing if you don't anchor in the right rules. The types of things we talked about today, the types of things that are in my books, the types of things that are in the back office of the inner circle, you need to anchor in the success habits. That My suggestion would be is literally anchor in the success habits. Go through my book again. Go through the past trainings. Go through the best year ever training. Like anchor in the things that you know need to be done to create a successful business. And then pick one. Because here's what I know. My top real estate students, my top success students, I could give them pretty much any opportunity and they'd crush it. Because we anchored in the right rules. They picked real estate, but if they picked stocks, if they picked making money on Amazon or, or anything, I believe with all of me they'd crush it because they have an unfair advantage. They have the rules for success. Most people are looking for the magic pill when there is none. Okay. How long did it take for you to get so fluid and comfortable on camera? Bill, what's up, man? Um, long time. Uh, I just watched. Maybe next time I'll show you. I just found my first infomercial I did 20 years ago. Oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. Watching myself, my, I had a massive New York accent. Um, Besides the fact I look so young and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I looked like that still. But besides that, I didn't like the clothes I had on, but I wasn't comfortable on camera and you could see it. Um, it's just time. I would suggest to anybody, if you want to get better on camera, go live on Facebook or Instagram four days a week, every week. Screw it up. Feel uncomfortable. Get cotton mouth. Forget words. Do all of it. Um, because you put your 10,000 hours in and you can just feel comfortable like I do. I feel right now I'm having a conversation with you, Bill, not a camera. I'm looking at a little lens, but in my head I'm picturing you, Bill, and that just makes it easy. I'm not talking to a lens. I'm not talking to a million people. I'm talking to my inner circle family members, and uh, that makes it easy for me. And lastly, uh, don't, when you talk on camera, don't think, am I going to be good? Am I going to sell this product? Am I going to deliver uh, uh, the, the right message. What I, what I think before I go live, today I was sick as a dog all morning. Honestly, I almost canceled. My head's killing me. My throat hurts. Um, not saying poor me, but when I started thinking, wow, it's my job to deliver massive value today. When I started thinking that, I started getting hyped up. I'm like, that's my job today is to deliver massive value. That's, that's what I'm doing. Value, 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 value. I, I want to I deliver. I want to be the best version of me. I literally say a little saying. I'm like, uh, I want to use my God-given unique ability to deliver the capabilities to allow these people to thrive. And I say that over and over. That's my little incantation. That's, that's what I say, and it puts me in a freaking state. Like, I'm not here to sell you. I'm not here to impress you. I'm not here for you to say, oh, Dean, you're great. I'm here to deliver you what you paid for, values and capabilities um, and techniques and strategies and confidence. So uh, that helps me a lot. Vicky B and Jama. I think. Jema, it's written. It, it's your writing. It's not my reading. No, I'm kidding. How do you find the right mentor? How do you find the right mentor? Hello, you found one. <laughs> um, all right, so I tell my kids, if they're going to go to college, that's fine. Truthfully, I'd rather them not. Uh, I don't care about college unless they want to be doctors or scientists or lawyers and that, then they need it. But if they want to be an entrepreneur, which I hope they, at least one of them will, um, I'd rather not go to college. I feel like it's a waste of five years. That's just my, you can, some of you might get offended by that, but I think college has just gone in the wrong direction. I, think, I see these kids getting out of college with $100,000 in debt and they learn how to memorize shit. And they 
come for job applications and I hire in the last, I don't know, and it's not everybody. I got some great people that went to college too. Um, but based on values and hunger, I think there's so much more. But my whole point is I don't want my kids to be someone who doesn't go to college and sits around and hopes to get a job. No, 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 no. I told my kids they have two options, college or they have to research, they take a gap year and research what, I go and work in different places to find out what they like, what they could be passionate about, what inspires them. And then once they figure that out, they have a year to figure that out, then they have to go search out the best person in that field. They want to be an architect. Find the best architect on the planet. You want to be an engineer. You want to be, you know, maybe that takes schooling, but you want to be, uh, you want to be in fashion design. Go find somebody amazing, and you have to work for them for free for at least a year, and then the second year, uh, if you need to, uh, do it a second year. And find a mentor, someone they can kick ass for and learn from somebody already playing the game at the highest level possible. So you have a mentor with me. I want to be as best I can, but I know we don't get to meet in person. Um, so find somebody playing the game at the highest level possible in the field that you want to and offer your services. Offer to help them. Don't ask for a job. Offer to help them and uh, see if you can find a mentor uh, I know we have some great people here in my office that could go other places and make more money, but they're here because they know I'm mentoring them and their future is set and eventually they'll make more money here than any place else. So um, I look for great people who want to be mentored and most successful people do. So make an impression, help them, and uh, they'll give you the opportunity to help you back. Listen, it's such an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to have you guys here on my podcast. The podcast is on fire because of you. We haven't been promoting it because of word of mouth. We're doubling every month since we started, and it's uh, it's all because of you. I appreciate this. I appreciate the, the wisdom, the messages. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and let me know because you can hit me up with DMs and let me know any topics that you want me to talk about. I, Again, if you love this, share it with friends, like it, post on it, comment, anything you can do to keep the momentum forward so we can affect more people's lives. If you liked this podcast, make sure you rate it. And also, make sure to click subscribe so you never miss out. Remember, all success starts here.